Everybody, welcome to the first ever episode of Pittsburgh Sports and At. I'm your host, Josh Makuga. I'm one of two hosts, though my co-host doesn't like to be called host. He's simply known as the Bum. I don't know his first name or last name. All I know him is as the Bum. He's a friend of my cousin's. Uh, he's a Pittsburgh sports gambling legend, and uh, been you know we've been emailing back and forth. And when I say email, I believe he still has an AOL email. Uh, I don't know where he's broadcasting from, but I know he's got a microphone. And ladies and gentlemen, the bum. Oh, hey, Josh. Uh, it's good to see you. In, uh, I'll tell you what. Listen, uh, as you might know, I'm, I'm down in my mom's basement. I had to move in here after my wife left me. She's Listen, we're still in like a bit of divorce proceedings. Ain't no thing. She got the kids. They're a little bit older now anyway. They're like 15 and 16. and They root for the Steelers, so that's all that really matters. And uh, my kid, uh, for, he tried out to be one of them ice uh, guys around the ice rink at the Penguins games, but he didn't get that job. No sh- shocker. Kids got no work ethic. Anyway, uh, I appreciate you having me on this show for a big first week in football, as you know, Josh. Yep. Um, as we know, the bum, uh, we had a a tight Pittsburgh Steelers game. Uh, I should, before, I, before we start talking about the Steelers and the Penguins and everything going on in the city of Pittsburgh, uh, I should let you guys know if you would like to call the program at any one time uh, after this episode releases or anything like that, we do take phone calls here on Pittsburgh Sports and at our phone number 412-329-8265. That calls in directly to our studio here in Coriopolis, Pennsylvania, uh, as we we don't have an official sponsor, but everybody knows the greatest car dealership in the Coriopolis area is Falcone's Moon Township. Falcone's Moon Township in Coriopolis, Pennsylvania, uh, right near the Pittsburgh airport. If you hear a plane going by or anything in the background, it's because our, our sound engineer, Donnie, it's his first show. Uh, he does not, he, he prefers to not be on the mic. He does not want to talk. He's just over there pressing buttons. I'm not really sure what Donnie is doing. Listen, Donnie, okay? You just sit there and you shut your mouth, okay? Because here's what's going to happen. I talk to Josh. Josh talks to me. You make sure we sign good. Okay, bum. A bum. Hey, hey, bum. You don't have to be mad. You don't have to, be, you have to talk to Donnie like that. He's he's just a kid. We found him at Robert Morris College. Okay, he's he's majoring in sound engineering at Romoco. And don't even talk to me about Romoco. Okay, I went there for one semester and they kicked me out. Okay, why'd they kick me out? Apparently, Yins ain't supposed to smoke cigarettes inside the dorm rooms and then use um, a, an Iron City can as an ashtray. But that's just on me. That's my bad. Okay? Bum. I didn't... You can... I Listen, Robert Morris didn't have to kick you out of the school. All they had to do was, you know, make sure that uh, everybody was getting their education. I think your roommate was the one that made... Don't even talk to me about my... Bum? Bum. We got to get into some actual Pittsburgh sports and that. Because... Uh, As everybody knows, if you're in the city of Pittsburgh or anywhere in the world right now, that the NFL season is off to a hot start, especially in Pittsburgh. Josh, I got bump. Let me just get me through the intro. 
real quick. And then we can start talking about the Steelers. Okay, okay. I ain't trying to stomp on nobody's toes. Okay? I'm just dying in my mom's cellar. I got about 35 minutes before I got to go pick up my kids at school. Because one of them wrecked my car, and now I got to drive my mom's car. It's a 2002 Ford Taurus. Okay. Thanks, mom. I appreciate you. Uh, we're going to get into some of the uh, some of the action there in the Steeler games. We're going to get into some of the odds this weekend. Uh, looking forward to a game upcoming as we take on, well, you know, we beat the Bills this past weekend, but uh, as we take on in what some are calling a, a very, you know, a very anticipated game here in Pittsburgh, and it's not to be confused with the game going on out there in uh, Happy Valley as the Penn State and Lions take on Auburn in a night game. Uh, the Steelers, listen, we're taking on this hideous team from Oakland. Okay, and currently they play in Las Vegas. Uh, let me tell you a quick story about Las Vegas. Bum, we're going to get into it. All right, all right, all right. Listen, I ain't trying to upset nobody. I'm just trying to tell you what's happened. So this past weekend, uh, the collective Pittsburgh faithful, I, I believe I saw a few uh, few Pittsburgh Steelers fans out there in Buffalo. Did you see anybody out there, Bum? Let me tell you, every time they... They get that camera out there on the field, okay? They get that camera out there on the field. You're going to see a Pittsburgh fan. No matter where yins are at, Pittsburgh fans travel hard, okay? Pittsburgh fans, when they go to another stadium, they bring their terrible towels, okay? They bring their jerseys, whether it's a Jack Lambert jersey, Jerome Bettis jersey, maybe it's a Bumblebee jersey with Troy Paul Malu on it. Okay, when Pittsburgh fans go to away games, they travel. Okay, they ain't like some bums from like Seattle or Los Angeles. All of a sudden, they got a team. They think they're all hot and that their, their stadium looks like a inside of my grandpa's Lexus. Okay, they think they're all fancy out there in L.A. Las Vegas Stadium. I heard they're charging five million bucks for Mike Wynn's personal bottle service box. That's insanity. Let me tell you the definition of insanity. That. I don't need to hear nothing from no Einstein about what the definition of insanity is. The definition of insanity is spending five million bucks on bottle service when you can just go down a state store and get a bottle of Smirnoff for $14.50. Don't need no bottle service at no game. Okay? As soon as they started introducing wine and liquor at stadiums, that's when it all went downhill. Okay, all you need at stadiums is nachos, hot dogs, and beer. Anything else is just icing on a cake that we didn't even want at stadium in the first place. Wow, bum, you're uh, pretty passionate about foods and everything at stadiums. Uh, let me tell you something, Josh. When I was growing up, we didn't have no bottle service. We had to take the bottles from the basement and recycle them things or take them back down to bottling plant so we could get beer for the next week. Jesus, bum. How old are you? My age don't matter, okay? All that matters is I've never missed a Steeler game since 1967, and that was before we were even good, okay? Now, listen. Here's the thing. This weekend of football was high stress, Josh, and I already got enough gray hairs in my mouth, okay? I got a dog. My parents say I yell too much down a basement. And my ex-wife divorced me mostly because I'm, I was late to our wedding day because the Steelers were playing the Browns in a late-season game, okay? And I had to be late for the game. I had to be late for the wedding. I ain't missing no Steeler game for no wedding. 
We stayed happily married for almost 14 years. Listen, she can, she might say what she wants in them divorce proceedings, okay? And the judge can say what he wants. But we had good times. Our honeymoon, GD Wright. We went up to Niagara Falls. The Steelers were playing Buffalo that weekend. And guess who we're playing this weekend? The Buffalo Bills. Yeah, you know what, Pum? Let's get into that. Because uh, I think after, you know, uh, a really good preseason, we beat the Eagles, we beat the Lions. Uh, then we got kind of stomped by the Panthers, but I don't really pay much attention to the to preseason football. I mean, I, was, I don't I don't pay no attention either. I think uh, I don't think I think preseason football might be the dumbest thing on a planet. Everybody's getting hurt. We don't need it because guess what? All our starters finally get on the field, and the first half of football against the Buffalo Bills was absolutely pathetic. Yeah, uh, bum. I gotta I gotta be honest with you. I didn't I didn't I didn't think we were gonna win this football game because the way it started. Holy moly. Uh, ben Roethlisberger looked pathetic at best. The first play from scrimmage was like a 65, 70-yard kickoff return. I mean, when do you see a kickoff return in the NFL that isn't followed promptly by a yellow penalty flag? Uh, and that's exactly, I mean, I, that's what I thought we were going to get. There, there, there's penalties all over the field after that kickoff, okay? Because here's the thing, what people don't realize is, our special teams, besides Chris Boswell, the Wizard of Boz, okay? Besides Chris Boswell, our special teams, it makes me nervous, okay? Back in like 2000, 2001, our special teams wasn't just suspect. I mean, every time we touched the ball, it could have been a return for a touchdown from the other team, okay? Bill Carr, not exactly known for his uh, special teams prize, okay? Yeah, I said the word prize. I don't know. It's like he 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 just forgot about special teams all the time. And you know what? We had Antoine Randall L back in, okay? And Antoine Randall L, he always ran sideways real well, but he never ran vertical real well, okay? I'll tell you what. This guy from the Buffalo Bills, he ran vertical real well. Real well. Yeah, I don't know, uh, Bum. I'll be honest with you. Um, that kickoff return, it, it made the whole family nervous. But here's the thing. Then... Our Pittsburgh defense, our stout defense, and we will get into T.J. Watt in a hot second. But let's be honest, that offseason move, although he's wearing number eight, which is very confusing if you are a fan of linebackers. Linebackers are always in that 40 to 50 range and then up into the 90s range, like a Greg Lloyd or a Jason Gilden, right? Dude, I knew Jason Gilden. I went to high school with his cousin, uh, Andy Gilden. He's a good dude. He's a real good dude. Um but when uh, when when the bum and you you can when the bum uh, is paying attention to a the football, bum. He's, he, do you like that sound? You like that sound by bum? I love it. Play it every time you say my name. You play the bum. I've always wanted a the sound button. There you go. Play it again for him. A bum. Play it again for me, there, a bud. Bum. Yeah, I'll tell you what the. Uh, our sound engineer, Donnie's doing a hell of a job, okay? Pride at Robert Morris College. He's a heck of a dude. I'm Italians. All right, bum. So. A bum. Thank you. Um, so when the Steelers take the field on defense, we didn't, we didn't know 
what Melvin Gordon was going to, is it Melvin Gordon? Why am I, am I getting this wrong? Is, is it Melvin Gordon? Let me, let me just look up the stats sheet. I feel like Melvin Gordon is the running back. Dude, let me tell you, yeah, he's the running back. Uh, Melvin Ingram, I believe is his name. Uh, thanks, bum. There you go. Foot, pa- oh, bum. Me- Melvin Ingram. Thank you. Number eight now for your Pittsburgh Steelers. He's uh, born in 1989, 32 years old, a little bit long in the tooth there. Let's hope he stays healthy. Went to South Carolina and Richmond Senior High School. Uh, He's got a kid named Prince Melvin. Okay. And uh, he played a hell of a ball game down there on Sunday. He was mixing it up. And you know what else he did? Because we don't even got, Stephon Tewitt ain't even in the game yet. He's hurt in that. Okay. Melvin Ingram comes in there and he's making plays. And you know what else he's doing? He's opened up for plays for one TJ, Terrace Manis, Jamon Stiffers, Watt to come in there and sack. Uh, I'll be honest, bum. I, A bum. I don't think that that is his first name. No, his first name is Tyrannosaurus. Okay. Gerarchidness. T TJ Watt, okay, sacks all over the place. That first series, they held him every freaking play. They, you know what they did, bum? Uh, I got to be honest. Uh, I was watching with my family, and we were all screaming at the TV. He's holding him. He's holding him. He's holding him. Because they had to. The Buffalo Bills had no other shot of of doing anything against our defense than it was to hold him. And all. On that, first, I mean, they only got a field goal on that first drive after they returned the ball all the way down to the 25. And that's where the bum comes in. Let me tell you something, okay? Sorry for, you You don't need to cut me off, bum. I was going to get to you. A bum. I was going to get to you. You, don't, you can come in and cut me off whenever. Just give me a, a high sign if you don't mind. Or tell our buddy Donnie there in the, uh, in the booth. I'll tell Donnie something. I got a piece of my mind to tell Donnie. That's after the show, Donnie. That's after the show. Okay? So, that first, that's when you knew that our defense was going to be trouble all day for Josh Allen. Because we were in his face all day long. I'm saying all day long, Josh. All day long. Josh Allen had no... He had no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The kid's got an arm, a cannon for an arm. That's uh, Listen, I ain't seen an arm like that since Mark Bulger at uh, Central Catholic High School circa 1999, okay? Mark Bulger could throw a football through a brick wall if the if the football was made out of mozzarella cheese from Don Furies, okay? Mark Bulger might be the greatest high school quarterback out of Central Catholic next to Danny Marino, Okay? Pray to your Lord and Savior, Danny Marino, the only football player in the history of football that should have been a Pittsburgh Steeler, and we friggin' blew it. Another story for another day. I know a guy who knew a guy who said the reason they didn't draft Danny Marino is because Danny Marino, he may or may not have been getting his hair cut in Cleveland. We don't know that for a fact. All we do know is Danny Marino wasn't drafted by the Steelers. It's another story for another day. Bum, I, I look forward to that story. Well, I mean... You can say all you want, but I am looking forward to that story. And after that first series, bum, I don't know if you noticed. A bum. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the Steelers' defense was what some would say stifling. I would say they were overpowering most of the game. Uh, The Bills did get a couple of good runs in there. 
But really, I mean, let's let final score of that game was 23 to 16. The Bills had one touchdown and four field goals. Okay. So that means our defense in a classic Pittsburgh way was a bend don't break kind of situation. And you can look at the stats of the game. Uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger went 18 for 32, 188 yards, one touchdown. But Josh, that don't tell the story in the first half. Okay, okay. Li- listen, 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 listen. Do I think that our first pick of Najee Harris was a good idea? I don't know yet. Okay, because as we know, drafting running backs in the first round is tough. It's tough, especially ones out of Alabama, because you know that Jag down in Alabama, Nick Saban, okay? And we know Alabama's famous for making Pittsburghers, okay? Joe Namath, Alabama, classic Pittsburgh dude, okay? He, Nick Saban runs them running backs into the grind, okay? They're they're tired when they come out of college because they play 600 games because they're beating everybody and they go to college football playoff every year and usually win national championship. Okay, but Najee Harris played every snap of that game. Let me tell you something. We better not run this kid in the ground before week seven. Okay, because we're eventually going to need another back. Because I don't know if you've noticed, we ain't got no other running back. They, there ain't no other running back, Donner. Okay, they play, played Najee Harris every friggin' snap. Do we think that's a good idea? I don't know. I got to call Mike Tomlin. I ain't got his phone number. Ain't got anybody got his phone number. You could you could have him call the bum, okay? A bum. At 412-329-8265. But I'll tell you what. That first half of football scared the living shit out of me because I thought to myself, is this the Pittsburgh team I signed on for this season? I mean, Ben's, Ben Rossberger, he comes out to the paper. Uh, bum, I know where you're going with the story, and, and I look forward to your thoughts on him. Ben Roethlisberger, he comes in a paper, and he tells everybody he's got a new diet, okay? He feels younger than he's ever felt. Listen, as we all know, based on results and body type, Ben Roethlisberger ain't no Tom Brady, okay? And that pains me to say, because I ain't no Tom Brady fan. The man's too good looking. I don't trust nobody that that's, that's that good looking, okay? Anybody that good looking's got something up their sleeve, Okay, they're taking some sort of injections. There's too many good genetics going on. Listen, if you married a model, I don't trust you. Okay, if your wife ain't making pierogies on Tuesday night, I don't trust you. Anyhow, okay, that first half of football, we had like six yards. I don't know the exact number, but it wasn't good. Okay, Najee Harris couldn't do nothing. Ben Roethlisberger couldn't hit. I mean, I'd say broadside of a barn, but even then, I mean, seven barns in a row, he couldn't hit it. All the, but you line up all the barns along I-76 between Pittsburgh and Lancaster, he wasn't hitting any of them barns. Then, you know, our defense just so happens to step up. I'll, I'll be honest, uh, bum. A uh, bum. He, the defense was our only highlight of the first half. They were on the field the entire time. So, of course, the Bills are going to gain some yardage, okay, uh, because our defense was at, at best gassed, okay? And we needed uh, 
we we needed every bit of T.J. Watt, Devin Bush, Minka Fitzpatrick. We needed all of them to step up. And I tell you who was all over the field was one Cam Sutton, who was stepping into his role next to Joe Hayden real well. Another guy, Joe Hayden, great dude, personal friend of mine. Uh, Joe Hayden had a heck of a game, almost an interception there that we could have desperately used. Listen, the Buffalo Bills had so many freaking ha- uh, holding penalties, you know, they could have been, uh, they could have been, what's that, what's that song by that group? Uh, Wilson Phillips, hold on for one more day, okay? They were holding on for one more play. Hold on for one more play. I know the yins are holding. You're holding joy, T.J. Watt. Hold on for one more day. Wow, bum. It's a hell of a voice you got there. Uh, no, well, and I, I don't want to say that I've never heard a more beautiful singing voice, but I also don't want to insult you, so... Let me tell you something, Josh. Okay, I was in boys' chorus, Woodland Hills High School, 1968. Uh, bomb that high school didn't exist in 1968. You don't tell me what to do. Okay, I'll tell you in what. I could have gone to West Mifflin. Could have been a Titan. Could have been a Titan. Now listen, our defense really stepped up in that first half, and we needed every bit of it because T.J. Watt uh, had two sacks. Cam Hayward had a sack. He was all over the place. Let me, Josh, let me ask you something. Do you, do you personally think that there is a better stealer on a planet right now, looks-wise, body type-wise, than Cameron Hayward? Now, I know his dad was Ironhead, legend, and Cam Hayward's family still lives in Pittsburgh, good people. I don't think there's a better actual-looking Pittsburgh stealer right now than one Cameron Hayward because the guy's a legend he's a legend and he's playing some great football right now gotta stay healthy but I love him on the field I also love number 54 Ulysses Gilbert the third he got zero action in the game but I loved every second of him guys he is I'll tell you what number 54 on a on the media guide number one in my heart now the thing that always uh worries me a lot uh, and um, I got to be honest with you, my wife is calling me right now. Don't answer it. It's a trap. Anytime your wife calls, when you're talking Pittsburgh sports, it's a trap. Okay? Everybody knows that. Okay. We had Juju Smith-Schuster uh, running back kicks, which is the dumbest idea. I don't know who makes those de- decisions on who's returning kicks. I mean, he didn't touch a football because they kept kicking it through the end zone. And I don't know why our kicker never kicks it through the end zone. I don't know why Chris Boswell cannot put the ball in the end zone. Can he make field goals and extra points? Yeah. And I'll take that over any single day. But as we saw at the beginning of the game, our special teams is a little bit suspect. And I didn't know that that was possible. Okay? And now we've got punt returns by one Ray Ray McLeod. Another good Pittsburgh name right there. Ray Ray, one punt return, five yards. Okay? Is that good? I don't know. Let me tell you something about punt returning. It's real tough. You see that ball coming out of the sky? It's real tough. You get, you got to really do your thing, Upper. Okay, now listen. Second half of football starts, and uh, the Steelers, you know, we're I mean, we're down 10 nothing after the first half. We score two quick field goals second half. Now we're only down 10-6, okay? Then the, the, the fourth quarter of football was vintage Ben Roethlisberger. That beautiful touchdown 
to Deontay Johnson in the end zone. Josh, I got to be honest with you. I may have shed a tear when Deontay Johnson caught that football, okay? When he caught that football, game changer, okay? Absolute game changer. Because not many people, Deontay Johnson, heck of a receiver. He's what we thought we were getting with James Washington. Big game James has been like kind of big game lames, if you know what I mean. That was a pretty decent pun there, uh, bum. I appreciate a you. bum. Thank you, Donnie. You are really coming across with that. Your use of bum is 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 making my heart warm. I'll tell you that much. It's sort of like a, a corn dog at Kennywood or, uh, let me tell you it's about Kennywood, uh, bum. A bum. We can't get into Kennywood right now. Uh, this program is only about 30 minutes, so we can't we can't talk all about Kennywood. I, I'm going to tell you the story about Kennywood. Okay, real, just real quick, Josh. Just real quick. So I'm Don Kennywood. This about three years ago now. And uh, what what I didn't know about Kennywood is that uh, if you if you go to the same corn dog stand too many times, they're they're gonna they they might be worried about you because I kept going back to this corn dog stand time after time after time, and that corn dog them corn dogs so good you dip them in nacho cheese a little bit of ketchup on it before you know it you're six corn dogs deep and you throw up on dang um uh, Thunderbolt. And then people are like, you shouldn't eat all them corn dogs. Listen, they don't call me the bum for nothing. They call me the bum because I'm a bum. A bum. Thank you. Josh, I got to tell you, it's been a lot of fun on this podcast. I didn't know it was going to be this much fun. And I think Donnie's very confused over there. He looks confused. Although, like, the lights are blinking. We don't know what's going on. Again, if you just want to call the show, 412-329-8265. Well, uh... Bum, way to uh, really, bum. way to really hit the the phone number there. I'm proud of you. It's like you're a, a, a radio legend here. You know, I'd like to get on the show. I'd like to get Bill Crawford from WDVE. I bet he's a good dude. Yeah, we'll you know we'll work on it, bum. We're trying to get guests here on the program. Talk some more Steeler football. Speaking of Steeler football, let's get back to the game here real quick. As uh, as the game wore on, it was it was a clear and present situation that the the Buffalo Bills had a chance to win, but our defense stepped up every single time. When we needed them, the defense stepped in like a, like a, a really good wedding dance floor. There was always somebody stepping in when you needed them to step in. T.J. Watt, okay, sack, strip, fumble, sealed the game. You know, my, this, is, this was vintage Mike Tomlin as far as football games go. He brought it when we needed to bring it. And he he kept the team going. Listen, Ben Roethlisberger eventually is gonna is gonna get it together. Did he have his best game ever? Of course he did. Did he look a little old? Sure. Did he look a little slow when he was running? Yeah. Josh, let me tell you, Ben Roethlisberger hasn't looked fast since 2011. He hasn't. But he's impossible to bring down because he's a friggin' Mack truck and he's huge. But every time he falls or he goes down, he gets up. He's wincing in pain. Okay, he's like, every time I go to a breakfast buffet, I look like I'm kind of hurting. But you never know when you're going to get another breakfast buffet. So you got to eat as much as you can. You go down Eaton Park, you crush the breakfast buffet. Okay, and I don't want anybody telling me nothing about buffets are bad with COVID. Okay, everybody knows that that sneeze guard's there for a reason. Okay, the breakfast buffet got a good vaccine. Everybody knows you get your corned beef hash down Eaton Park. If not, you order the breakfast smile. It's like nine eggs, 16 pancakes. You know, do it for the whole family. But just like 
uh, Steeler football is known to do on tight games like this because this was a redemption game, Josh. Thanks, Mom. This was a redemption game, Josh. Okay, because last year, the Buffalo Bills handed us our first loss, and it was in prime time, a time when Mike Tomlin rarely loses a football game. Yeah, he's not, uh, he doesn't He doesn't like to lose prime time. He doesn't like to lose. He never loses. Okay? Mike Tomlin never loses in prime time. So we got this one back on us. Okay? Do I like this Bills Mafia thing where they're always breaking them tables? I guess. Seems like they were really creating a lot of trash when you could just collect the tables and keep them in your mom's basement. When you ends are having like a uh, you know Easter party or birthday party for your cousin, everybody's got to go down a basement to eat because your mom doesn't want the you know food on the floor because then she got to sweep the rug. Ends know. but I like the Bills. Bills are a lovable loser. Unfortunately, not. Nah, they got a kid with a cannon, and he's going to be trouble for a bunch of years to come. In that, and our defense stepped up. So you want to say congratulations to Pittsburgh Steelers? I sure do, because guess what? We're one and zero, and you know who's zero and one? That's right, the Baltimore Ravens. And who did the Baltimore Ravens lose to on Monday Night Football? That's right, the Las Vegas Raiders. I'll be honest, bum. I uh, a bum. I have trouble saying Las Vegas Raiders. I'm still Oakland. I will never call the Chargers anything but the San Diego Superchargers. Not that I like them or anything, but I can't call them the L.A. Chargers. You know. That's like calling Ellen DeGeneres Melon DeGeneres. Okay? It just doesn't make any sense. But that Ravens game on Monday night against the Oakland Raiders, I mean, the Oakland Raiders gave the Baltimore Ravens every chance to win. And in typical Ravens fashion, somehow, I don't know how John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, which Harbaugh coaches? John Harbaugh. I always forget which Harbaugh. There's too many Harbaugh's. Let's be honest. I don't know how they didn't win that game because the Raiders, that might have been their first home game in Las Vegas with all those fans. But boy, oh boy, did they get those fans psyched up. And I'm pretty sure at least one person had a heart attack. Let me tell you, if I was in the stands there and I was with my dad, who's had a bad ticker for about 20 years, okay? He's had two pacemakers. They even like they painted his heart with some kind of gel. His bypass surgery was, I mean, there was more clogs in there than the Squirrel Hill Tunnels. Okay, if that was that game and we thought we won and we didn't win and then we then we won again, my dad have been dead in the stands. I'd had to leave him there. Okay, because I'm not paying that fee to fly my dad back from a plane ride from Vegas to Pittsburgh. The only direct flight left down here in Pittsburgh, okay, is the Vegas to friggin Pittsburgh flight. Okay, you can't even get to Los Angeles, San Francisco, none of them cities. You just go Pittsburgh, Vegas, Vegas, Pittsburgh, which is why if the Raiders come. To Pittsburgh, you know, it's going to travel well and vice versa. When the Steelers go out and they play the Raiders in Vegas, you better believe the entire city of Pittsburgh's descending on that strip, okay? Because ain't no party like a Pittsburgh party in Las Vegas because a Pittsburgh party in Las Vegas is going to be full of people that want to hang out and drink beer. And there's one thing that Vegas does is they serve beer when you need it. You can walk around with beers. It's like New Orleans, just hotter. Thanks, Bob. Uh, a bum. So now that you mentioned the Raiders and the 0-1 uh, Baltimore Ravens, as well as the 0-1 Cleveland Browns, and for some crazy reason, the Bengals beat the the uh, Bengals beat the Vikings, and Joe Burrow, who 
has good days and bad days. I mean, he's unfortunately hamstrung by being the Bengals quarterback. Nobody wants to wear orange and black. It's the colors of Halloween, and nobody likes Halloween. Everybody, oh, Josh, listen, just because you're scared of everything, don't mean you need me making fun of Halloween. Don't bring it in there. But everybody knows that on Halloween, orange and black is not welcome in the city of Pittsburgh. It's Them are the Bengals colors, okay? That's why there's no team in football whose colors are red and green like Christmas, okay? Christmas colors are reserved for Christmas. That's a rule. Everybody knows that. Orange and black, okay? Orange and black is Halloween and Bengals, a.k.a. the Bungles, and nobody wants to be a Bungle, okay? I don't care if Carson Palmer went to USC. Mr. Handsome thinks he's going to win him a Super Bowl. He's a Bungle, and he always will be. And so will Joe Burrow. Guy can win a, a national championship down, down in uh, LSU, okay? But Joe Burrow will never beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. You heard it here first, okay? As long as I'm around, ain't no Joe Burrow beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to beat both of them this year, take both games, and Bengals are going to go 7-9 and nine again, maybe 6-0. and Oh, no, because there's 17 games now. Oh, thanks, Roger Goodell, for throwing a real wrench in his system. I just got used to the math of 16 games. Now you're throwing in 17? What, are you trying to kill these guys? I'll be honest with you, uh, bum. A bum. I kind of agree with you on that. I think that's too many football games, and I think the Steelers and the... The, every team and every player should really be upset that they have to play 17 regular season games. It should just stay 16, and they should make more playoff games. More playoff games, Josh! I'm telling you, more playoff games! Now, let's, uh, bum, if you want to look um, towards this weekend's game, it's a 10 a.m. game on the West Coast, a 1 p.m. game uh, in Pittsburgh. It's our home opener against the vaunted Las Vegas Raiders fresh off a overtime victory against the hated Baltimore Ravens. And if there's one thing I know as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan is that the the Raiders could be 15 and 0 or 0 and 15, it doesn't matter. We can never beat the Raiders. We never beat the Raiders. It's a home opener. I can't believe we got scheduled with the Raiders on a home and opener to to our fans that all we want to do is beat the Raiders. We can we never beat the Raiders. I'm going to tell you a quick story, bum. Um, a bum. I went to a Pittsburgh Steelers uh, Oakland Raider game at the Oakland Coliseum back in, well, I think this was 2018. That stadium is a real piece of trash. But we had a great box experience. Okay. We all got hot dogs and free booze. And we lost that game in a game when uh, Ben Roethlisberger semi got hurt and could have come back in the, oh, no, I remember that game, Josh. Just one second, but I'm going I'm to get to it. We lost that game. And my poor nephew, sobbing in the box. Everybody's very unhappy. And guess what? Because of that loss, Steelers don't make the playoffs. In a game when the Oakland Raiders, for the most part, stunk. They stunk. They were not a good football team at all. They stunk. They were horrendous. And, well, we lost it. So, we're 1-0. We're heading into this weekend. Uh, right now, and I hate when this happens, I'm just going to look at the line, uh, Steelers-Raiders line, because when I saw it the other day, um, I believe we were favored by five and a half, and that makes me nervous because we should never be favored in a game. Just make sure, make us the underdogs every time. I got to be honest with you, Josh, I agree with that. As a lifelong friggin' uh, sports gambler, as you know, okay, mostly losing... As everybody knows, I'm not the greatest sports gambler. I'm just a lifelong gambler, just enjoys it, okay? Is uh, 
we we never play well when we're the favorites. Okay, we're ne- we never play well when we're the favorites. Okay, and and I guarantee you, I think I, I honestly think uh, yeah. So they're giving us over under forty eight and a half. I probably take the under on that one. I don't know. It's a home game. Weather probably in Pittsburgh will be partly cloudy, chance of showers. Right now, okay, as as I'm reading this, September 13th, Pittsburgh Steelers are giving the Oakland Raiders six and a half points. That's insanity. That's pure insanity. Don't bet it. Why would they make us, at, at the most, make us three and a half, okay? That is bonkers to me. They would do that. Because guess what? We're probably going to come in and lose this freaking football game. As I've been saying my whole life as a Steeler fan and any kind of Pittsburgh sports fan, stay negative. You stay negative, nothing will ever disappoint you, okay? I stayed negative on my marriage. Am I disappointed we got divorced? Not really. I didn't think it was going to last that long anyway. I tell my kids to stay negative. They get good grades. We're psyched about it. They get bad grades. Whoops-a-daisy. i got to be honest with you, uh, bum. I, uh, a bum. I'm, I'm, I'm on your team with the stay negative, okay? Uh, I think that we kind of have to stay negative because getting six and a half points is scares the living crap out of me. I wouldn't I wouldn't touch this bet with a four hundred foot pole. I wouldn't I wouldn't touch this bet with a pole longer than the width of the Ohio River. Six and a half, no way. If anything, the Steelers win this game twenty three twenty, or the Raiders win this game twenty three twenty. I think that'll be the final score. Josh, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm I'm taking the Raiders to cover because they'll come in the Heinz Field. We'll lay an egg first half like we always do, or maybe we'll score a quick touchdown or something. But then you, but then the Raiders will be up like 13-7, three minutes to go. Ben will be like, "Oh, Legion's done." Hey, we'll get and then we'll run out of clock because nobody's paying attention to clock somehow. We don't even get a touchdown or a field goal out of it because we ran out of touch. We ran out of timeouts. But I'll tell you what, this this much, okay. Saying it here first, the tradition continues. The Pittsburgh Steelers lose to the Oakland Raiders. And you can hate me all you want, but I'm just staying negative on the fact. Because guess what? If we do win, if we do win, staying negative comes out. I'm very excited. Okay? If we lose, we knew we was going to lose. Yins knew you were going to lose. And here Yins are thinking, oh, we're going to win. It's the Raiders. No big deal. They're in Vegas now. John Gruden's still their coach. It don't matter. Derek Carr, he's good one game. He's bad the other. Guaranteed, we probably lose this game. And if we don't, shots on me at Jerome Bettis' bar and grill on the river. Okay? Shots on me. I can only order about 10 of them because I don't got no job right now. But Yins know how that goes. Bum, I think your uh, generosity is very welcome in the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, as we arrive uh, towards the end here of the first ever Pittsburgh Sportsnet podcast. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't go to a couple fan questions. Now, nobody has called in during the show because this is the first one and we're just getting the number out there. But if you would like to call in and leave a message for next show after that, we, uh, we're we happy to take your voicemail and play it on the air as long as it's appropriate. But I'm going to, uh, a couple of friends who knew I was doing this show today texted me um some questions and um, I want uh, I want to read it. So uh, this is Jake from Cannon McMillan who reads uh, bum. Is it me or does Najee dance too much? 
I will. I uh, I, I want to know honestly. Does it look like he's dancing too much? Thanks, Jake from Cannon Mac. Hey, Josh, let me take this one. All right, bum, go ahead. A bum. So listen, I'll be honest. I talked about him a little bit at the beginning of the show. Is that Najee Harris is, is on? He's in every snap. Okay. Now I think he needs to be running full tilt. He's a big boy. Take a page out of Travis Henry's book down there in Tennessee and just run straight at a linebacker alignment. See if you can knock him over. I know he's huge, but so are you. You don't work out for nothing. Stop dancing, going right and left. You don't have the speed to make it to the outside. Go straight down the middle, five yards every time, touchdown. Thanks, uh, Jake from Cannon Mac. Um, another one, we got Tony from North Allegheny. Uh, apparently, he's pretty famous on Instagram. Uh, Tony asks, you think Tomlin is going to take the USC coaching gig? Uh, personally, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Mike Tomlin is going to leave the Pittsburgh Steelers after he's been coaching the team for 15 years. And I got to be honest with you, Clay Hilton, uh, who won more games in the first two seasons as a head coach, after a shellacking by Stanford, gets fired. Very USC of the situation. Very Los Angeles, very California. A, a gross overreaction to a weekend opening box office just taking the movie right out of the theaters when, when you could have got some word of mouth and then maybe let Clay Helton work with the players that he recruited. I got to tell you something, Josh. I don't pay a lot of attention to USC football, but I think it's bogus. I think Clay Helton was doing a hell of a job, and if they let him get the players he was recruiting, he might have built something around there. But just like USC's known to do, they folded too early. They haven't had a coach since Pete friggin' Carroll, and now Pete friggin' Carroll's out in Seattle doing something with something. Okay? Let Clay Elton do his job. And they ain't taking no Mike Tomlin from us, okay? We don't have many USC players in Pittsburgh, and I don't think Mike Tomlin likes California. I'll be honest with you. He likes Pittsburgh. We got four seasons in Iron City and three rivers. Um, this one comes John from Baldwin, who says, Is it just me, or do we play her without Gino? Oh, our first penguin question of the day. Uh, Bum, would you like to take this as you being uh, the one a that fo bum. he follows? You follow the Penguins religiously, day in, day out, three sixty-five. Josh, let me tell you something. Okay, I have my love and I have my hate for one Evgeny Gino Malkin. Okay, and everybody knows that Gino only hustles when he wants to hustle, and that's ain't good for playoff hockey. We should have traded him three years ago after our back-to-back -back cups and got some young talent for him, maybe some bruisers, some, some, some fighters, some guys that ain't got no teeth, and we could have had three cups by now. Because guess what? Sidney Crosby ain't getting any younger. He just had wrist surgery, and it worries me. I have nightmares about it at night. I got nightmares about Ben's legs, and I got nightmares about Sidney Crosby. Okay? And... Gino or no Gino, Sydney is the, the past, present, and future of this, of this squad. We signed that Jake Gensel. I think we ought to, I think we ought to try and deal Gino. I don't know what we get for him now, but I think we ought to do it. All right, and a final question. Uh, final question. Uh, this comes from uh, John in Upper St. Clair. John, need some life advice. Good friend of mine just got engaged, and I'm worried we won't get to hang out as much. Should I just talk to him about it? Oh, we've got one more coming in as well. Uh, John, uh, John, I'm going to let uh, the bum take this one. I'm going to let the bum A take bum. this bum. Uh, bum, what do you think about marriage and your friends being able to hang out? Uh, I'm going to tell you it's a personal story, okay? And this one comes from the heart. Okay, so 1988, my friend Terry, 
okay? He got married to this woman. Now, she was, for all intents and purposes, she was gorgeous, okay? I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, she was like a 35. And no offense to Terry, but the guy's like a 5. He's hideous, okay? But guess what? Terry's family had a bunch of money. And everybody was worried because Terry had season tickets to the Steelers. Uh, they had season tickets to the Pens. And if anybody cares, season ticket to the Buckos. Okay. And Terry was the one that always invited us to the game. And now guess what? His wife, okay, hot as she may be, took all of them season tickets. And guess who hasn't hung out with Terry in over 20 years? Because he's still married to her. And even as an older lady, she's still hot. Okay. She's hot like a pierogi comes straight off the pan. Okay, like a fresh set of fries slapping right on top of Permani's sandwich. Hot. Okay. We still haven't seen Terry in years. I text him. I called him. Okay. He don't answer no more because I think his wife doesn't want us hanging out with all these DJs down the rivers. Okay. So, you, John, you got legitimate concern. You call your friend and be like, listen, I get at least one home game and one away game every year. I don't know if you got no season tickets, but at least come hang out. Bring some buffalo wings and maybe a hamburger or two. Nobody comes empty-handed. Bring a six-pack. And finally, this one comes from uh, Bum. Thank you for that. No, I think it was well a said. Bum. Gene from Slippery Rock. First time. Uh, after week one, do you think this team is better than the Chiefs? Well, Gene, uh, the Chiefs... And uh, Bum, I don't... If I, I, let me take this one, and then if you want to you chime in, you can. Uh, the Chiefs looked suspect in the first half against the Cleveland Browns. And uh, my family, um, are, are, we love Kevin Stefanski. He's a good family friend. And um, it's been really tough on our family because the Cleveland Browns are our rival, our hated rival, just as much as the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bungles. Uh, they look suspect, the Chiefs did. But then in Patrick Mahomes, in typical Patrick Mahomes fashion, and, and to be honest with you, in typical Cleveland fashion, they choked, Baker Mayfield choked, and Patrick Mahomes delivered when they needed to. Do I think we are better than the Chiefs? I think that's a that's a tall order. Do I think we can compete with the Chiefs? Absolutely. Do I think that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL? No, I still think that's Tom Brady. But I think that Patrick Mahomes is so dangerous that he scares me and that he keeps me up at night just like TJ Watt's calves and thighs keep my wife up at night. Uh, Bum, you got anything you want to say? Let me, bum. Let me tell you something about the Kansas City Chiefs. All of a sudden... The Kansas City Chiefs went from a joke to super respected with one position in Patrick Mahomes, okay? I know they got Travis Kelsey, and he's got a real nice haircut, and ladies love him, and he's like a reality star, and he's Mr. Person the Bull. He's all funny and that, okay? And he thinks he's like, oh, I'm so cool. I'm Travis Kelsey. My uh, Every chick digs me. Without Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs ain't nothing, okay? And we saw that, and guess what? Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are beatable. You just need to play them at the right time in the right place. And if we just so happen to make the playoffs, which I think we will this year, and we play the Chiefs, you heard it here first, we might win. Because, again, you stay negative in the city of Pittsburgh. You stay negative. Okay? The Chiefs are tough. But the Steelers were built on iron ore coke and steel. Mush it all together in a big old kiln. And you got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay? Now, uh, I am a little bit late for an appointment. I got to drive my mom to the podiatrist. So, Josh, I appreciate you having me on this podcast and being your co-host. Can I look forward to next week's show. 
I'll try and be a little more, you know, reserved. I can't, I can't make no promises, though. Okay? Because this is Steeler football. And remember, if you want to talk to the bum, you call 412-329-8265 right here. I'll listen to your voicemails. If you're any good, I'll call you back and I'll tell you about it. We'll listen to them right here on the show. Bum, thank you uh, for, bum. for joining us. I appreciate it very much. Um, the bum is a hell of a guy. Again, family friend, and I look forward to everybody being a part of the Pittsburgh Sportsnet podcast. We are looking for guests. We are looking for phone calls. We are looking for anything in between. Uh, we want to make this show all about you, the fans, you, the Pittsburgh sports fans. Uh, maybe you can't talk on the radio in Pittsburgh, but you can call us here, 412-329-8265. That's 412-329-8265. Uh, if you're in the Coriopolis area, that's, uh, that's a phone number here in Coriopolis where our studios are. Near our unofficial sponsor, Falcones of Moon Township. If you're looking to buy a car or get a pre-owned car, lease, whatever, you go to Falcones, Moon Township. Coney's Moon Township, the best cars in the business. All right. Uh, I'm Josh McCuga. Uh, thank you all for joining us here on the Pittsburgh Sports and At podcast. We're going to be here every single week as the seasons go on during the Penguins and then in the summertime when we'll be talking about other sports and somehow weathering another losing Pittsburgh Pirates season. Pittsburgh Pirates obviously not making the playoffs again. I'm still upset with Sid, Bre- Sid Bream. If anybody knows where he lives, I'd like to knock on his door and give him a piece of my mind. Remember, as we say here in Pittsburgh, it's not about the wins and the losses. It's just about having a great time. Uh, nobody says that in Pittsburgh. It's all about the wins and losses. Where you When you bleed black and gold, you live black and yellow. Thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Pittsburgh Sports and At Podcast. Brought to you by Blue Wire and the Good People Association. Defense, defense, keeps the Steelers always best of all.